0: Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Next in our Team Archetype series, we're discussing team leaders. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman.
1: This is Tommy Smith of the Rings.
0: And I'm Clifton. So as a reminder, in case you're coming in for the first time, this is part of our Team Archetype series, where we focus on different roles most commonly seen in team members in media. In episode 106, we covered team geniuses and our smartest people in the room. In episode 110, we looked at Team Renegades and Going Rogue, and we also did a broad look at Team Dynamics in episode 105, if you're interested. But today, we're going to focus on team leaders. So first question I'll ask you guys really quick is, is, who was the first leader you thought of when you started like gathering your thoughts for this episode? Who came to mind first?
1: I hate to say, ironically, the leader.
2: The Hulk character named the leader. Yes. Okay. 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 For some
1: reason, I couldn't get him out of my head, even though he couldn't. He wasn't leader of anything, virtually.
3: Right. Not really, no. Yeah.
1: But he was the leader. So,
3: (laughs) yes. Yeah. I thought of Reed Richards. Okay. I don't know why. That's immediately where my brain went
0: first was Reed.
2: And probably Cyclops for me of X Men.
0: Yeah. I thought about him too. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Mine was. Uh, I. I don't. I don't recall who was first. It was either. It was either Cyclops or Leonardo.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Might have been Cyclops. Actually, I don't know why. He may be. He's. Um. He may be the quintessential leader to me. As I'm. As I was approaching this, I don't know why. There's just something about. Um. It might be that I guess in in my own. Uh, uh, reading of things that like I haven't seen a lot of solo Cyclops stories right you know yeah. he's like always almost in that role only mm-hmm. right I mean I know there's been other stuff like he had his own title for a little bit where he was with his star jammer dad and stuff and you know but um yeah I don't know I don't know why but that's that's just how I see him always really mm.
3: well I think it, it has to do with the fact that a lot of times they just play his character like you said they play his characters kind of being solitary and kind of like the guy that's Putting together and really can't fit into anywhere else, or if he does try to fit somewhere mm-hmm. else, he screws it up royally. Unfortunately, right? But I, you know, I, I mean, I, I often think about him as 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 a leader, and and I, I don't think I, you know, I think we've talked about it before the idea that a lot of characterization for that for that character, um, shouldn't have happened. I guess <laughs> probably. Mm. you know some of the choices that were made from the from the writing standpoint or editorially um it'll be interesting to see when when they finally do bring in the x-men however they bring them in if they try to make him a better character
0: in that stuff in the mcu you mean
3: yeah in the mcu just because i think that's one of those things where you know the you basically you don't have to follow verbatim what's happened in the comics or other movies you know depending if they go you know make it whoever however they bring them in there's a chance that they could basically elevate his status because a lot of times you do see him out well like for example with Avengers and X-Men versus X-Men there was definitely the point where he was kind of going i guess not toe to toe with cap but definitely like not backing down from him mhm
4: mm-hmm.
3: which i mean which which if that was something they were going to do the MCU they would have to find someone an actor that's capable of Pulling that off, whether it's with Sam or if they had, for some reason, depending on where they go with their story, they're able to have Steve Rogers come back. You know, you'd have to have an, a, a, someone who could a character and an actor who could, go, who could fulfill that role.
0: That's interesting because he's never really felt uh, he's never really felt too fisted to me much at all. Yeah. You know, um, I remember back in my in my Marvel trading card days, his fighting ability was, was always ranked four. <laughs> like out four out of seven. Okay. okay, I thought you could say like a four out of a scale of four, <laughs> right? Like, like it's so. I don't know. Like he's he's never. I mean, I'm not saying that like he's not formidable. Look, he's buff. That's mm-hmm. the other thing about him, though. Is like I also saw in the trading cards when they said like his nickname was Slim.
2: I was like Slim, right? He's jacked. Like, yeah, lo- that's from the early days. Yeah. yeah,
0: he looks like he's 240 pounds. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's never, they've never really explained, you know, I mean, he he, he does throw down with characters that are much, you know, more powerful or stronger than him, but it's never explained like, I mean, I guess it would just be danger room training, but there's not a whole lot of like, he's not like, unlike the rest of the superheroes in the Marvel universe that can be like, oh, well, Cap trained me, you know, like all the Avengers. Um, it's like Captain America trained me how to fight. I mean, there's been so many references to that. It's not like the X-Men have that advantage or have that, you know, that, that moment. Where Captain America comes in and runs a training class, so mm-hmm. you know it's not like I, I there's never as far as I know, there's never been a moment of someone explaining where the x men you know i mean the, the the only one that really like fights so like in your face like punches people is is would like be colossus, but the rest of the you know the other x men had to have some idea how to do that, but it's never explained how that works, i guess mm-hmm. so
0: he's kind of an interesting one that I feel like people in in recent i guess this is kind of what you're getting at frank uh, that i think writers in sort of in the in the last decade or so have tried to to attack the idea that that people kind of see him as boring i'm not saying i do cuz i don't think cyclops is is a broken character but I think some people tend to see, like, look at him in the Superman, like, oh, he's the Boy Scout, he's boring, he's, ne- like, he's by the book. Right. So he's always going to do everything, like, by the numbers, he's, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. No, I agree with you. And um, and I, uh, I think that, you know, some of the instances to try and, and comment on that, I think, have worked really well, like, in the case of, of the Emma relationship with him. Mm-hmm. That, you know Morrison introduced, I guess, a new X Men, right? Mm-hmm. Am I getting that right? Yeah, yes. new X Men, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think also like like you were saying, like the Avengers. Uh, uh, I, I don't know, like they, they, they everybody tries to 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 kind of make him to like up up his broodiness. I'll yeah. say <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, right.
5: I- yeah.
3: Well, he's not. I mean, he's not ever been like like the jovial character. Like, there's a lot of early stuff with him being kind of not quite wallflower just kind of, again, like awkward. Like he just doesn't know um, what to do in certain situations, but I, you know, I've always maintained the whole thing of like, well, you know, again, he's, he's the one that's chosen to be the leader in the field while Xavier's mentally, you know, yelling stuff at him, like Scott, you've got to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how at 16 you're supposed to be able to do all that <laughs> and still not, you know, and still be like, it's cool that I'm fighting a mutant war against my, you know, my, my professor's old best, you know, ex best friend, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. It's, 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 you know, I think Cyclops, I think it gets a bad rap. Cause I do think he's one of those characters that in the right hands, um, can't like, I like, like one of the scenes that I've always liked about with Cyclops was the whole thing with Proteus where like the team has encountered Proteus for the first time. Um, everyone shook. Right. Including Wolverine, who's normally like, ah, it's not a big deal. I can handle this. Um, And he's got to basically rally the team and then, you know, he basically goads Wolverine into it, like going after him just to get him to stop, you know, being shook by the fact that Proteus basically just took reality apart. Mm. And it's one of those things where like, along with being like having the fact that he has to have this control because unlike other mutants, he can't just turn off his power. Because he's got this, you know, the, the, the optic blast behind his, you know, behind the Ruby Quartz glasses. He has to be careful because of the damage he got when he was in the plane, when he jumped out of the plane with Alex, his brother. Um, but the whole thing of just like the other one that he gets is he's like a master tactician. Mm-hmm. Like he's the one that's supposed to set up, like when they're in the battle, he's the one that, that, you know, that has, you know, is able to move all the pieces. And I don't think enough times, like people talk about it, but I don't ever, I rarely get to see it in play. Mm-hmm. which I which I think is also another thing that, like, you know, sometimes happens like in Claremont and Burns Run, when um, they've been trapped by Magneto, they're in the bottom of the volcano base that Magneto has and they have to figure out a way to get past Magneto's defenses and they do it like they come up with a good plan and it works but again, a lot of times I just don't think it's one of those things, that's like there's not enough show in that whole tell of him being a master tactician type deal
0: I was just thinking that as you were talking I was like, yeah, I, I think that that lends a bearing to I think like like uh I like when I get to see like characters' interests and hobbies and things that they're into and things that they study and everything, and that's something for him that like if you told me that Scott at the school was a big like you know military history guy right right, like that's believable to me, right, and then he's studying sure. then like tactics and this is how this battle went, and this is how this battle right, you know and, and, and like and and it's practical for him also because he's in these situations where there's, you know, a, a, a horde of sentinels surrounding them. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't I think you're right. I mean, and you and you guys would know more because you guys have read more X-Men than than I have. Um, more good X-Men, certainly grew up in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That I don't I, I don't I don't know that that scene exists. Right. Like you're saying, like, I don't know that that origin, like like how how he has that skill set has ever been explained no not really right and the other thing is as
3: as as morally like good and upstanding they usually they usually portray him none of that that being able to move people around thing is ever portrayed as him being manipulative which i think is weird too Mm -hmm. like i would think that a person that knows how to put people in places and to make them either better or you know to make them useful would somehow also know how to be a little more manipulative but it seems like that guy gets played an awful lot
4: Mm -hmm.
3: you know I just think it's, 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 he's got, he's, he's got like at this point, he's been around since what? 63. Is that how long the character's been around for? That's when X-Men number one is.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: So you're talking, you know, he's almost a 60 year old character. I I just feel like we've only like scratched the surface on what that guy is capable of. And most of the time it's just to make him like the guy that does stuff like that doesn't, that doesn't know the, like he doesn't, again, for being a master tactician, he doesn't seem to know the score all the time, which I think is odd.
0: Right. How do you think, uh, How do you think Storm uh, matches up as a leader? Like, how do how do you think she's different? Like, what does she bring different to the table than 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 Scott? I
3: think she's. I think it's one of those things where, with that character especially, it's it's she becomes a lot more fearless when she loses her powers. Mm -hmm. Like, I think Storm, when she didn't have powers, was was more willing to just like to switch. Into being more leader, because again we've talked about it before. the The issue where they, I think it's like two oh three of Uncanny, where they, where you know they fight for leadership, and she's she's basically you know I think she's Punk Storm at that point. I don't think she's lost her powers yet, but I, it's one of those things where right. she definitely shows that she wants to do it. Because early on, they kind of play her a little out of fish out of water. Like she doesn't really you know she's only been, you know, in Egypt and she doesn't really know her way around. And she was you know worships you know like as a goddess and then you know she's now in america and she's with the x-men and she's kind of finding her way and there's a lot of like early kind of stories where you you know her whole claustrophobia comes into play and you know but i think as she the character evolves i think it's one of those things where they definitely start to play up the idea that she's more than capable of doing it mm-hmm. and i think she's much more of a um like a much better symbol of an x-men leader if that makes sense
4: mm-hmm.
3: Where I think she's more inspiring than Scott is, if that makes sense. I think Scott might be in the field a better leader, but I think as a as a as a person to get to motivate people, I think she's that's her better role. I think.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I hear the the, the fight over the X Men leadership issue mentioned a lot. Is sort of like mm-hmm. one of that one of the greats in the pantheon of like of X Men publication and stuff like that. And I can't remember if I've read it or not. I may have. I may have read it many, 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 many years ago. But it's mm. one of the like. It's always seemed like an odd idea to me that like the the good guys <laughs> right. have a quarrel over who's going to lead. Right. Right. Like.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, around Well, part of it is around that time is when they is they're putting together X Factor beginning a book, right? And they're kind of trying to find a reason why to shuffle him off, and he's also kind of. Is, I think part of it is the idea that he's kind of off his game in general.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think she's, and he, you know, it's one of those things where, like, everyone recognizes it except for him, where he's unwilling to accept the fact that he is. I see. Okay. And then, again, they make that choice. They make that kind of choice of, um, which, again, starts to be the downward slide of that character, the whole thing with he's married, he's got a kid, and then the, the moment he finds out that Jean Grey might be alive, he's like, adios, <laughs> <laughs> and rolls out. Mm you know and and then and then the other thing is an in x, in x factor for the longest time is i think like every now and then there's like a panel of him trying to call his wife and his kid back in alaska to find out what's going on and it's not ri re- like uh-huh. the, you know like there's no answer and he's like oh well you know i'll get back to it but gene's right here
2: <laughs> right you know his wife that strangely looks exactly like gene that he never questioned right
3: and ends up being a demon <laughs> yes goblin right. queen yeah there's all that yeah, stuff too
0: He's got a type. He's got a type. <laughs> he's got, well, he's got right. a type. That's
3: all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He likes he likes his he likes his, his redhead te- like or telepath. That's his thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. got it bad for telepaths too, yeah. That's yeah. for sure. For sure.
3: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like like we've talked, I think we talked about it before, the idea that um Storm, in my mind, ever since I saw her in the in the Marvel Adventures stuff, I thought Storm could have easily been in the Avengers and could have been a much bigger. You know they're always looking for a way to push her forward, and they don't. That's the step they just won't take. I don't know why. Yeah, probably because because Mar- mm. X Men editorial does not want to lose that character, right? I'd imagine that's probably why.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: because she's so closely associated with, obviously, as she should be with you know with the X Men, but still, you know, again with Benice all new, all different. Or I'm sorry, um, new X, new Avengers, I should say. You know, as much as everyone's like Wolverine, I'm like yes, but you could have also had Storm too.
1: Right, right, right. No, I think I think Wolverine was a better leader overall than Storm. Um, yeah? It's not so much how they wrote him. It's just, to me, what makes a good leader. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the ability, I mean, the only thing that Wolverine was incapable of in the beginning was the willingness to communicate, which had to be to an effective um, leader. But to me, what made Scott good was his communication skills on the field, his sense of accountability, and understanding the roles and the strength of his team. Like what yeah. you'd see um, him do all the time when on the field. He knew when to do a fastball special with Colossus and uh, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just abilities to uh strike at the forward at certain angles. But the, the weird thing to me was overall was how terrible Magneto was as a leader for the X-Men. <laughs> when he yeah. took the X-Men, as opposed to the many years he used the brotherhood against them. It just seemed mm-hmm. out of character. Like, I don't think they right? used it effectively when he was a part of them, if that makes any sense. Well,
3: that, that's also what, like, he, tr- he tries to have them, like, in New Mutants, He's like, tries to have the, the make a deal with the Hellfire Club and join them, too, right? Yeah,
1: which makes, it almost makes, I mean, it makes sense overall as him blending people together, but, uh, ov- I mean, but as time passes, Magneto turns out to be a worse leader over time, unlike Mystique, who, mm-hmm. no matter how many times they failed, she always got a team together that messed with them,
3: with Magneto, I think again that gets back to editorial because I, I've, I've read stuff and I think it was in the, the Claremont um, documentary where he talks about the fact that, from a, like, once they, they introduced the, the aspect of Magneto being a Holocaust survivor and the fact that they start to build this road of redemption in for him, like the idea was to not make him flip back to being uh, um, evil, quote unquote. Um, he was supposed to basically go on from the point where he's like part of the, like basically part of the X-Men and granted, you know, some, like you said, some of those stories are just like the choices that are made or the way that he tries to handle the X-Men is just, you know, it doesn't work. Um, Uh but the X-Men have like, I think more so than any other team in comics have that, that definitely have that thing of like, Oh, you tried to kill us. Come stay in the mansion for a while. (laughs) Like, I think that's something that they, 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 they as a group do all the time. Um,
0: yeah, they take everybody in. They take everybody in exactly right. juggernaut, Sabretooth, right? <laughs> Rogue. Rogue's a prime example of mm-hmm. you know Yeah.
3: But um, but with Magneto, it's it like like you said, there was the choice of, you know, they, they tried to bring him in and, and I think like I think what they wanted was is they wanted when they put out in ninety two when it got to X Men number one, the Jim Lee one, they definitely wanted it to be Magneto to be the big bad again. And they did whatever they had to to get him there, uh-huh. and I don't think I don't think Claremont's heart was in it, if I if I'm remembering right from the documentary, he just wasn't like it wasn't something he wanted to do. But they were like, no, we're doing this, figure it out. Uh-huh. So they did. So, and even then, in, like in Morrison's run, I think Morrison tried to do the same thing where they kind of tried to sweep Magneto off the board um, with Genosha, and then you know oh, yeah. editorially they're like, nope, he's a villain again, even though he's supposed to be dead. He killed him, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even like in Morris's
0: mind, he was dead, and that was it. Yeah, and right. Then,
3: yeah, yep. Hmm. Yeah, but getting back to like, I think it's an interesting time that you brought up Wolverine because I think Wolverine's a, an interesting idea. Just the fact that, um, you know, just the idea like when they try to put Wolverine in the role of being the teacher, and or leader, I think is, mm-hmm. is an interesting idea. Just because, you know, as we talked about in the Going Rogue episode, it's 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 an idea of having a character that normally doesn't follow the rules, suddenly having to be the one that upholds or toes that line.
0: Yeah. I don't like Wolverine as the leader.
3: <laughs> well, right. I don't really necessarily like him that way either.
0: I, I, I think back to the cartoon from not too long ago. Um, what was it was uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, right? Where the hook of it was Wolverine is leading the team. Right. And I think, I think that there was some, you know, Uh, the hook was kind of like what's happening when this person who's not supposed to lead anything is leading the team. Mm -hmm. Right. And also like as a byproduct, we get to like, we get to focus on the, 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 the franchise's most popular character and and put him like front and center and, and, and make him the focal point of every episode. Um, but it's like, it just feels like he's going to, it feels like he's going to break stuff along the way. You know what yeah, I mean? Like as yeah, a teacher, yeah. it's one thing. Like you were saying, I have no problem with him as a teacher. Like he has stuff to teach. I think he has knowledge to 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 pass on. But like, I just like I don't think he has the temperament to be a leader.
1: Uh, I disagree. Okay. Only because if you look at Wolverine as a whole, the culmination of who he is and past what he's been introduced as is yes, when he's init- initially introduced int- introduced. It, it, um. Brought into X-Men You're seeing someone Has young, brash uh, You know um, Given to impulsive That sort of thing But really overall He's an ideal leader I mean he's constantly improving upon himself um, Always trying to reach goals See results He's looking at He's always Always looking at his team members And showing how better they could have got Or what they should have done He's never not Um, acknowledging what his teammates done on a constant basis. Um, Overall, he's ideally a good leader. It's just they keep regressing him to how he used to be. And plus, then there's wisdom, the stuff he's experienced and what he's seen. And the the, um, what you call it, the connections he has. I don't care what country he's from. He knows somebody in a different country. <laughs> you could drop Wolverine on the on in in a whole other galaxy and he'll run into somebody they have something in common with and they'll become mm-hmm. his best of friend. You don't see that with Cy that to me they mm-hmm. take that away from Cyclops to the point that you almost make him rookie material based upon his emotional outburst, like what you said with X Factor. Um the fact that he was detached to the point that he's not in it anymore to me, he ends up becoming a terrible leader over time. While Wolverine, Mm -hmm. there's so many examples of him, if he can't get the job done, he'll do it by himself and pull up people along too, and then is ready to make the sacrifice in order to get the mission, um, to make the mission happen. Like, if he can prevent it, he'll keep other people away, and he'll take the brunt of the um, war or battle or whatever the case may be. I mean, you almost see that uh, to me, he, uh, overall, if you look at what makes a good leader, he has those in spades. It's just that people enjoy seeing them as what he was introduced at. You know, it, it's you mm-hmm. can see it in so many other characters like Captain America. He's all, like the whole thing with sacrifice makes him a good leader. Um, You can mm-hmm. go down the list of what makes a good leader and see that a lot of those attributes are seen in Wolverine over time.
0: Okay. I mean, I look at uh, and and I don't want to get bogged down too much on on just X Men stuff because there's there's <laughs> there's a lot to cover. But I, I feel like I feel like the fact that 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 he regresses back to like what he is, I feel is kind of like Wolverine's tragic flaw. Is that like as much as he tries to change, he can't, right? And I don't feel that. I I I, I don't feel that that's necessarily. Um, like a editorial decision, right? I feel like, I feel like that's kind of like one of the truths of the character is that like, right. He's one of those that like, you're never, he's never allowed to be happy, right? Because something is going to screw it up. Some choice he made 60 years ago is going to come back to haunt him. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But doesn't necessarily make him a bad leader. Just a uh, uh, character flaw. I mean, you can look that on a lot of other leaders. We can, um, like let's say um Captain America, man at a time mm-hmm. doesn't not make him a good leader. he's just uh, uh stuck in a period in which he feels it should be one way and it's not um, but to me, the leader I like the best, at least what's portrayed in pop culture is the reluctant leader. Mm-hmm. the person has all the skills but doesn't wanna be it, you know, mhm-, okay, for instance, like for example, for lack of <laughs> on the spot. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh, Bloodsport out of Suicide Squad or um uh, what's his name from um Game of Thrones? Um Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Thank you. Oh my god. There How could are. I forget the name Snow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the guy everybody depends on gets the job done. But when they ask them, are you going to lead us? No, 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 it's not for me. No, 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 I'm not I'm not good enough. You know, that that person. I love the reluctant leader because mm-hmm. they're, they have all the things that people look up to. They listen to them. They look for guidance. But when you, you say the L word, all of a sudden they want to hide the shadows as if they weren't the best thing that's going on right now, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Wolverine is because of his, um, ability to regress to what he used to be or not have total control of his emotions. That's not make making this does, doesn't not make him a good leader.
0: No. Okay. So, uh, you jumped ahead a little bit cuz i was going to ask cuz i was going to ask like if you had any other ideas out there that wasn't the the stoic by the book kind of archetype that we see which i think is probably uh, uh a trait on a lot of characters on your guys list but okay so so reluctant leader so uh i mean i'm with you i'll co sign on this you know all day every day like i like the uh, i like when when somebody who is is not supposed to thinks that they shouldn't be in the role gets the role and ends up mm. excelling in it right i like the dynamic of 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 everybody else sees more in the person than the person sees in themselves right right so i'm with you 100% on that yeah. i just don't think wolverine's that guy but <laughs> right but um <laughs>
1: that's fine that's fine
0: yeah like 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 the the interesting thing with with cuz you brought a blood sport and and the interesting thing about that is that he has that quality, and there's kind of there's kind of like like a bunch of leaders like in that group already, right? Because like Rick Flag is also like kind of that that fits that role as well. And then as soon as he's missing, and then the other team goes in, like Bloodsport is kind of the one that they all gravitate around. Like he just has sort of, he just has this natural ability to, I think, command respect, command you know that like that that when he says jump, the other people are going to say how high, right. You know, they listen to him. Right. And I think that that's kind of like one of the impressive things about the movie is that they have two characters, you know, that have so much screen time together who are both really like playing those roles, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel strange in any way. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing, they're not doing the, 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 the expected thing they're not fighting with each other over I'm the leader, no, you know, no, I am they're going to listen to me they're right like it's none of that like they're on the same page for the most part the whole time
1: mm-hmm. right yeah. well, I think it's mostly because he knows his role in it, at least what he doesn't want to do, mm-hmm. but I think what makes them both good leaders is their sense of more conviction and um focus
4: mm-hmm.
1: like an uh, example of what of the argument are people who uh uh lead two leaders both are leaders but arguing all the time example to me is um Robin and um Aqualad in Young Justice. Yeah mm-hmm. in which both are good leaders but they're not on the same page as to what objective they they think they both need to follow. You know? mm mm-hmm. Um but with um and even ironically even still in Suicide Squad you get that with um Peacemaker because Mm-hmm. in the show he ends up becoming leader mm-hmm. and at one point even waller acknowledges it during the show correct as far as his potential right because mm-hmm. again he exhibits examples of strong moral conviction um or let's not be yeah well then not to be good moral conviction just <laughs> conviction yeah but just a strong sense of conviction mm-hmm. within himself that even if people don't agree with them he still knows that's the best choice he needs to make and moves forward with it and when it and and it makes people follow him to that extent like regardless of he's terrible or or uh, reluctantly good at what he does he brings people with him like example mm-hmm. is that as vigilante following him uh um, out of no or seeing that he's there and instantly wanting to do whatever he has to do or
0: to be with him you know I think yeah I I I, I think that she sees positive attributes in peacemaker for sure right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that i do think you're right that there that there is uh that there is a glimmer of he's gonna do the right thing right but i think she's also threatened by that right and i think like because because there's that there's that whole thing where like you know she's setting him up to a patsy right i think Mm -hmm. i think on some level she fears sort of like the monster she's going to create with him yes Right. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to utilize him. He's going to, he's going to be a blunt instrument now for this thing that I need to accomplish. But then I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut, you know, cut him off before he can really get momentum going and get started and can, and can come after me. Right. Yeah. You know, cause I think, I do think that in that way, she can't control him as well as some of the other one, as some of the other characters that, that she sort of, uh, uh, gravitates to. And uses a lot. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But to mm-hmm. me,
1: that's a that's another example of a great leader. It's just uh, a person mm-hmm. that doesn't want to be the foot soldier all the time or knows when not to be the foot soldier, you know, and, and takes control of the situation right. almost
0: organically. You, you mentioned um, Nightwing and Aqualad and Young Justice, which I think is interesting. Now. That we are now two seasons farther along the road than when we were first, like falling in love with this show. Right. And what I recall, I think back to that moment in drop zone, it's like the episode, it's their fourth episode. Right. And the team is just started up and Dick just kind of sees it as a natural, like they haven't chosen a leader, but he sees it as sort of like, well, it's going to be me. Of course, I would be the leader. Right. Even though he's the youngest. He's by far the youngest member on the team, but he's also like, but I have the most experience. I've been doing this the longest, right? And then there's that issue where like, he's got that Batman in him where he's like, he's not, he's not commanding orders. He's just going to do things. He just reacts. He just does things his own way and leaves everybody else behind. And then they're like, you didn't, you didn't tell us what to do. And he's like, he's like, well, you're, you know, like, like that instance where he's, he's like. You know, you should have blended in in the woods like I did, right? And they're like, we did, we didn't know to do that, right? Like you didn't tell us that, right? Yeah, but but let me ask you a question. I like that. Well, really quick, I like that. That ends with with Aqualad being like, no, no, no you are going to be a good leader, just not yet. You have other things to learn, and I think it's so interesting. Then when you start moving into season three, season four, and they're both respective leaders of their own group, and you see that, like Dick hasn't really outgrown that in in a particular way, right? He's become a better communicator, but he's still like, he still hides a lot of stuff from people. A lot of stuff, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing with you, but let me ask you a question about that instance. or that example of that character,
0: what makes that different than Wolverine? Hmm. I guess what makes it different for Wolverine in my, in my estimate is that Dick, it's always calculated. And with Wolverine, I, th- I just, I feel like he's too impulsive, hmm. right? Any, any character that I think like, like as routinely like picks up and, and leaves the team as often as he does to go do his own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, has absolute like anger issues where like he goes on a rage and you can't stop him, right? Like, I don't know that, I don't know that I would follow that guy, <laughs> Right, because okay. I'm not sure that he's just gonna let me. He's not gonna leave me high and dry.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Because to me, what I think what makes a terrible leader, and you guys will hate me on this one, is mm. is Mister Fantastic.
0: <laughs> okay. He's okay. a oh, terrible. I'm sitting leader. back. Here we go. The reason Here why I say
1: he's a terrible leader <laughs> is scientifically genius best genius in the room but he doesn't necessarily have good leadership skills on where he wants to take his team how he wants to do things They're just I just feel that he just uses them as pawns on the chessboard Um, I would argue to say Sue makes a better leader as far as how she cares mm-hmm. about the team but okay. what makes Reed good as a leader only is because he knows what they can do past their limits and he's always pushing it to a greater extent but really i don't know i just don't i'm not sold on him being the leader and i put that in air quotes of the fantastic boy that's something you'd have to sell me based upon what i've read what he's been put into and examples that have been given
3: when i thought about when i was thinking about him in general i thought well like reads the guy that's going to figure stuff out but i feel like when it comes to actually being in the field and being um, kind of being like, I don't think, I don't think they ever, anyone ever applies Reed's brain to what his, his superpowers can do. Like, I don't think it's ever like, I think it's like, it's all like novelty stuff. And then his real superpower is that he's, he's super intelligent.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Like, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, he can stretch and stuff and do all this, but really, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's reading a lab coat for three days, trying to figure out how to, you know, you know, with, with a whiteboard, <laughs> you know, and, and, and f- powered by by Kirby dots. You know, trying to figure out whatever they've got, what the problem is. That's usually what what it's done. And I, and it's I don't think he's very like. I almost think that they should let Reed sort of sit back and then add another member as the actual four for the team.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Because- <laughs> he should be the Professor X of the team. yes yeah, yes, hundred yeah. so. he should be the man in the chair.
3: <laughs> yeah, man in the chair kind of a thing, because that's what, you know, he can hang out with home with, with Valeria and Franklin, and then everyone else can go on field missions, because he just doesn't, like, there's never been an emphasis. I mean, granted, <laughs> like, like I've talked about. I like that
0: visual. Sorry, I like that visual of him with the kids. Yeah,
3: like bouncing, <laughs> you know, like like when they're little, just, you know, like bouncing on my knee and goofing around, and he's like trying to figure out stuff while they're, you know, and talk to them while they're in the field. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of stuff of of, of making him much more. Like late seventies, early eighties, Fantastic Four. It reads much more emotional. Like you know, he's prone to outbursts. He's prone to like getting upset and getting angry. And that's like what I first read when I first before I went back and read the early Kirby and Lee stuff. And I'm talking, I think around that time, it's some of it's more of Wolfman. Um, I can't remember who else writes some of that stuff. Might be Steve Engelhart. Might be somebody like that from that one of those, or might be Roy Thomas. Might be one of those guys who writes that early that eighties, seventies stuff. But. um yeah, reads much more and like, and reads a lot more physical. And I like that Reed Richards. I think that Reed Richards is cool. Again, you know, I've talked about issue 200 of Fantastic Four where he's like in a physical fist fight with Doom and it's awesome. But there's also a lot of like really cool visuals of Reed doing stuff with his, you know, with his powers that we don't often get. Because again, I think it's either, you know, Reed makes a mallet and hits somebody or hits a scroll, <laughs> you know. And, the, and then there's like four to eight pages of him, like, like I said, just trying to figure out an equation. Right. So I I think it's, I think if he just, if they pulled him back and put some, but again, when I was thinking of leaders, he was one of the first ones that popped up just because I think he would make a much better leader than he does somebody in the field.
2: Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. When I was going through the list and, and seeing, you know, uh, just thinking of the ones that pop up, popped up to me too. And then I started, I had to, to kind of think of it like Tommy did, where I kind of stepped back and was like, is he the leader? I was like, is he always, And I'm like, right. no, he's not always as I'm like, no. uh, Sue is a lot too. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Sue Storm Invisible woman. But then I started to think like they kind of do it jointly. They, they trade off because you'll yeah. get a lot of those times where it's, it's Reed in that, you know, with the whiteboard for days like you're talking about and so detached and everybody else not knowing where his brain's going. Right. And And then you need her to be the one that's like marshalling the troops. That's keeping, you know, the ship right. running while he's doing that piece. And then like, he can come back and, and I started to kind of think of it as being, I mean, they're a little bit like parents. It's like parents in yeah, a two parents household. So. Like, they, they've got different jobs to mm-hmm. do. They both have responsibilities. They both do the responsibilities. They trade them off some are better at some things than others. One's mm-hmm. better at certain things than the other one is. And, and so I think, I think of them jointly as the leader of the fantastic right. four. Okay. In, in my own personal thinking
1: it is
3: def- it is definitely a, a mom and like mom and dad's gonna figure it out and where mom's yeah. strengths are you know that's where reed is weak and then where reed is strong sue is you know that they balance each other out yeah but i do think i do think it'd be interesting to see you know what that would dynamic would be like if you're just like ah i'm gonna because they always tease that too like when whenever they've 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 taken a break like reed's gonna go to the suburbs i think they do it for a little bit you know every couple of years where like they, reed's like ah We're going to go live in the suburbs and they're, you know, and I'm going to work on scientific stuff and, and Sue, you know, Sue and the kids are going to do something or whatever. And then, you know, like, again, something happens with puppet master or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're right back in the fantastic four. So, um, yeah, I just, like I said, I just, when I thought of like the leader, quote unquote, you know, I guess it's probably because when I think obviously because of the Marvel universe, he's, he's first and foremost, you know, the guy that's supposed to know stuff you know he's the he's the archetype for that universe because again i don't really think i mean because the invaders was a retcon team so there really wasn't a team that you know had a leader before that and then once the avengers come together you kind of get iron man at first and then once caps dethawed,
2: like well, you, Cap... you did have the all winners back in the, the yeah. golden age that the invaders were based on right they did kinda... do team-ups to fight the nazis back then okay
3: yeah but is it was there was there someone was like the wizard, the one that that was Yeah,
2: I can't in, remember who led those because you had like Namor. Right it was Namor all the time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's, and then Human Torch at that time was the android. And right. So yeah, I can't really remember. And Cap, Cap was there. Cap was probably the leader in yeah. at that point in time.
3: But again, I mean it's it's you know, when again when I think of it, I was also thinking I thought about Cap too, and I thought Cap is one of those characters, like I said. You know, for me, it's always, you know, Cap, I don't think, re- like, in the early Avenger stuff, like, when he first gets to thawed from being in the iceberg, it's or the, or the flow of ice or whatever, it's kind of like he's just trying to find his bearings, and then once he finds his bearings, he just sort of adjusts, and then they all start to look to him. And then it, it, it is kind of a running, you know, not a running gag, but it is a running thing that, almost like Wildcat in the DCU like mm. everyone you know where you have like a million superheroes that like like that that Ted Grant taught to fight <laughs> taught how to fight <laughs> right, right. you know cap is the same way like there's so many like avenger stories that have a thought bubble of someone like geez, if cap had told me how to roll my head in this moment they would have taken it clean off you know that kind of thing is is a, is a shorthand for like that's how the this yeah. avenger knows how to do this so but i think i think with cap i think cap you know once he, it gets to be the point of cap and and you know the the you know the the kooky quartet what we talked about before about hawkeye and scarlet witch and and quicksilver and then cap sort of basically gets to lay out his team and then from then on it's the idea of like you know cap sort of is going to say like when they're announcing the new team cap's the one that's going to be like avengers assemble you know and really rally the team um but like i you know it's it he's he's i think i don't even think they have have like an actual like election. Like, I don't think there's like a vote of, like they may, I can't remember for sure. <laughs> right. But it's kind of like just Captain, Captain America just sort really of becomes the de facto leader for a really long time. I think Wasp is a bit in the 80s, mm. but it's the only reason why you have a kind of like that happen. Not that she's not a capable character at that point, but it's more along the lines of like something's going on in Captain America's book or something's going on in Thor's own book or Iron Man's own book. So therefore they can't be in there at the time. Uh-huh. So therefore, they, you know, the characters that don't have their own books sort of get a chance to shine in Avengers as leaders.
2: Right. Clifton, who else did you have on your list? Um, I mean, I was thinking, um, I mean, he's got him fantastic four. And then I was thinking as far as in D.C., the question of who is the leader of the Justice League mm-hmm. and, mm. and is it Batman, which it probably is. But <laughs> <laughs> do you really think so? That's the yes. thing. Like, I think yes. there's question, but I think yes. at the end of the day, it, it probably mm. is. Yes.
3: I mean, I think because I because I think again, when we get back to like being a rogue character. I think Batman's kind of like, that's cool, and I'm gonna go do what I want to do. Right. You know. Right. Mm. But I think I think a lot of times, and this is something that 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 I like and I don't like about Justice League is the idea that you know a lot of times you have these like the majority of the characters in Justice League. And then from the beginning, they all either had their own features or they had their own book, right?
4: Mm. Like
3: they were back, like Martian Manhunter was a backed up in like Detective Comics for a while. Or you had like Aquaman in, um, like he started out in more fun comics, whatever the, the equivalent was. But everyone else had their own book. But still, it was kind of like, as time went on, because Superman's the first and, you know, arguably the greatest, everyone sort of looks to him. And I'm like, I get it, but it can't, you know. To be an effective team, like not Superman's not going to be able to handle every situation. they shouldn't always like have to like you know sort of like peer over to superman i mean like you guys handle your own stuff all the time. I think right. there would just be a lot more of you know situations where different characters could have been the leader, but I think for whatever de facto superman was
1: well i don't I don't see him so much as the leader he to me he comes off as a one man army um they only step up mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. can't do it, but as far mm-hmm. as uh Batman he's always seems like the guy in the chair that tells them when to hit, when to press on, yeah. while someone's doing this—it's similar to what Oracle does when she was on Birds of Prey, which made her a great leader in that regard. Sure, absolutely. While, while Canary was a better field leader um, when yes. it came down to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 almost hard to pull Superman back and watch somebody do something unless it's like the Flash or something like Green Lantern does, which both of which superman has to take a backseat just because he's i mean well they say he's not as i mean the flash is supposedly faster or or he can't Mm -hmm. make uh he can't lift or he can't use um the ring in ways that you know that green lantern can use but other than that he does everything right yeah
0: for me it's always it it's always felt like superman was the leader to me but but i agree completely that i do think that it's fungible and, and, and and it's a weird way. It's like the dynamic with the two of them, Batman and Superman feels almost like if you made the presidency two roles, right. And Mm -hmm. instead of being right, because right now the way it works is like the president is also like the guy who does all the planning and the guy that makes all the decisions, but he's also like, like the person that goes out and does speeches when the country needs inspiration or it needs to be a symbol. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's almost like if you split those in in the two roles and you had one person that was the bean counter. Right. Mm -hmm. And did all of the like all the tactical stuff and all the planning and everything like that. And this and made all those decisions. And then you had in those moments, like when you need the person to, to 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 rile everybody up to get everybody, everybody going. That's Superman. Right.
2: Right. You're saying Justice League is like some of the Commonwealth countries that have a president and a prime <laughs> minister.
1: Yes, <Yeah>,
0: somebody, yeah, <laughs> somebody has separate, yeah, separate position. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a million percent.
1: I have a, I have a question and to take it off of the Justice League and Superman, uh, what do you guys think of the jerk leader? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, to me, I thought Hawkeye was the jerk leader. Same with mm-hmm. Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. I'd almost say that um, Captain Cold for the Rogues jerk leader mm-hmm. like the person that <laughs> reynolds yes the alpha male <laughs> the guy that even when he's wrong and screaming at yeah. you to do it you don't want to do it because he's a jerk
4: mm-hmm.
1: that's another mm-hmm. type of leader that i came across as far as what's entertaining because yeah the need to not follow him is strong but yet however he gets the job done
0: sure Yeah, I didn't trip over this until like very late into the process of me thinking, like I said, like, like everybody I thought of felt very much like cut of the same mold. Right. And then and then like, as I was just kind of like, like bouncing ideas off of off of my my wife and everything, she was like, what about Star Lord? And I was like, ah, yes, he's different (laughs) because Mm -hmm. he's not that he's not by the numbers necessarily. And he's not right. Like he he is just sort of like kind of winging it. Um in a weird way, right? But what I think is kind of neat is that like his arc at least in the movies, I can't speak as far as like what Star-Lord was like in any of the comic books before Chris Pratt and James Gunn got a hold of the character. Mm-hmm. I've not read a single Star-Lord book in my life <laughs> before the Guardians movie, right? You're not mis-
3: you're not missing but- anything. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> he didn't have a person he didn't really have a personality before.
0: Right. Okay. So, but, but my thing is like, I like seeing like that. It's that moment in guardians volume one where he's like, he's like, I have a plan and like, you have a plan. And he's like, I have part of a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And you go from that to the point where like, I think very much like, like in infinity war, like he's got a plan that just nobody's listening to. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it seems to be that like, he does have this skill for whatever reason, even though he doesn't necessarily evoke any confidence that He's thought things through in any way, but his mm. stuff seems to work. Right. And I think that, I kind of like that. They've sort of like built it. He has like kind of this hidden talent that if he wasn't just such an F up everywhere else in his life, that maybe he would garner more confidence that way.
1: I'd argue to say that rocket is more the leader of that group than.
0: Um, okay.
1: Star Lord. Quill. I, yeah. Quill is more the heart of the group and he has the ship, <laughs> but but as far as mm-hmm. plans go, it, I find it funny that every time a plan needs, every time Rocket has a plan, he does it and efficiently gets it done. Like, uh, the first example we see mm-hmm. of that is when they capture uh, Quill in the beginning, when uh, Groot's drinking from the fountain, that's Rocket's mm-hmm. plan. When they get out of the um, prison, again, that's mm-hmm. Rocket's plan you know it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's true it's not until um the very end in which Quill has a plan and it's crazy the dance off
4: mm-hmm. but
1: every step of the way it's right. Rocket who's thinking of something and he's the he's the genius of the group so to speak mm-hmm. like when, mm-hmm. when they go get Thor I mean when Thor leaves to go get his new hammer it's Rocket that he takes with him not Quill you know it's it, 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 it leads a lot right. into uh uh Rocket's the one that has the plans and and knows what well, he's capable of doing all the time.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right about that. That is true. Like, I, I guess I guess in the in in all the other moments that isn't the act three, right? Like big climactic scene. That's true. Like leading up, it, it does tend to be Rocket as the tactician. Yeah. For things. Yeah. But but Star-Lord is definitely the one that's holding them together, though. Like, I think of the drunken scene and in. in in volume one, when guardi when uh, Rocket's gonna shoot everybody, <laughs> and then he's, yeah. you know, and he's like Rocket, you're drunk, like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. I think, I think he's the glue. Yeah, he's the heart. Well, I don't know about that. I might say Groot is the heart, but we'll see. We'll get to that because we're gonna get to the, to the the soul character mm-hmm. uh, as one of the archetype episode. We're gonna get to that at some point, <laughs> you know, but. um who else? Who else? What were some of the other ones you, you 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 thought up, Tommy? That that are like the the jerk leader, as you put it. Oh,
1: Captain Cold is a jerk leader. Mm-hmm. Mystique is a jerk mm-hmm. leader. I, I leaned into more of the um, and what you said earlier, Frank. Uh, Malcolm Reynolds, he's a jerk leader. Um, yes, he is. Buffy <laughs> Summers at certain points was a jerk leader. Uh, Angel, Angel was a jerk cer- leader at <laughs> certain points <laughs> was a jerk leader. I'm trying to think. Uh what's his name from the um I uh, can't think of it. What's that what's Marvel's Suicide Squad? The Thunderbolts? Yeah. Who's the leader of the Thunderbolts?
3: You mean like Zemo or Citizen V? Zemo, Zemo or Citizen
1: Citizen V. Uh jerk leader. He was right, but just still a jerk. Um mm. Dr. Octopus jerk leader. Cuz the is the one that brings together the Sinister Six. Um, I remember. I'm pretty sure he does. I, I want to say he does. Yeah, I think so
3: too. It's been a while since I read that the original annual, but I'm pretty sure he does.
1: Yeah. Only reason why I got Captain Core came on this because I recently picked up something called The Rogues, in which he he if not begs them, he insults them into coming back together. But they definitely come back together. Mm.
0: That sounds like such a cool book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read that. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would mention One Piece Luffy, but. Mm. Uh, you guys really don't read that, but he's <laughs> he's he slashed the heart and the leader at the same time in which mm-hmm. people he, he's constantly. Oh, that's another aspect I didn't think about the underestimated leader, the guy that you don't think should be mm. leader. But he surprises you by doing the things that everyone else wouldn't do. Yeah, that's what Luffy is.
0: OK, yeah,
1: like do mm-hmm. ba- based on the tenacity to get the job done. They um they accomplish their goal uh, for lack of uh, again another anime reference is Naruto something else you guys don't read uh, right he's another character in which he's the heart and his ability to not back down from a fight regardless of how insurmountable it is is what what also to me is great leadership skill skills in which it inspires the team to um to rally around him and and support him in ways um. That's just definitely unforeseen, you know. Mm-hmm. Tommy, um, I thought for sure you were going to mention Picard. I was getting to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm casually doing. I'm I'm recently doing rewatch on the not rewatch, a, a watch on the first season of Picard. But the reason why I'm not bringing up Picard as much is because they're doing something in the second season in which it questions his leadership or whatever, oh. and 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 I find that to be very oh. interesting.
0: When you said when you said the first season, I I, I was thinking you I was, I was thinking you were re- rewatching TNG.
1: Oh no 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 it, no, it, no. It,
0: it, it, yeah man and no it didn't occur <laughs> to me that you were talking about Picard's show which I forgot about yeah
1: yeah 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 okay no, but his is interesting in in ways that um you think he's the the def- I mean it's he's almost are you to say the natural leader in the group well he's like the wisdom mm. the uh the conviction. The, the the earnestness, you know, we must do it for the greater good. It's the only option type of individual. Mm. Like, he's definitely not Kirk in which let's get it done. You know, don't care how it gets done. Just right. press forward and who you don't care who you insult. For him, it's always about the moral conviction. The, un, the lack of a better term, he's the Captain America of the Star Trek universe. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, for sure. But doesn't mean he's right. He has a lot of bite sized. Roles within him, I think. You know what I mean? Like he does, he he kind of in a weird way like embodies like an entire team in one man, but isn't as good at all of those things as other people on the team, right? Yeah,
1: but but I love how
0: he's smart. You'll never say that he's not brainy, but he's not LaForge brainy. He's not data brainy, right?
1: Yeah, but he's never the smartest guy. He's
0: capable in a fight, but he's not Worf.
1: Yeah, but no, but what what I you found know? interesting to me is, and I, I didn't realize it until the season finale of uh, Next Generation, was that he never sat down with them.
4: Mm-hmm. He yeah, was a
1: part. He was always mm. a part, which I found that to be an interesting characteristic for a leader. A, a leader is always by himself. He's detached. Um, Almost like mm. it makes them a better leader by not fraternizing with the people you lead. A, a, a sense of unfamiliarity really? and the same time um, being able to make them do things that they wouldn't normally do because of that unfamiliarity.
0: That's, that's yeah, it's a good observation. That's, yeah, because you never see them, the crew never sees you in a compromised position. Yes. Ever, right? Yes. Right? You know what I mean? To to, to keep it at Star Trek, right? Like, Riker's never going to see Picard drink one too many. Right. Yeah. -hmm. And say something stupid at the bar, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't put himself in that situation at all. Not that he would he would be that person either, I think, but you know, you get what I'm saying, I think.
2: So there is an episode in Star Trek The Next Generation when he finally accepts the invitation to their officers poker game because they point out that he hadn't been that they invited him all the time and that he was he was Mm -hmm. apart from them. And they do make a point of addressing that in some way in the show.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the season finale. I like that that we've gotten uh, a little bit outside of comics for this because I, I one of my most favorite like introductions to leadership scenes I can think of happens outside of comics and that's from uh, it's from HBO's Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have have watched that. I don't. I don't. You know, it doesn't come up in conversation when we're talking on the podcast or just in general over the years and stuff. Um, but uh, for me. That's like this is like one of my favorite moments ever. So Damian Lewis plays um, U.S. Army First Lieutenant. I had to look this up. Richard Winters, right? He's a real guy. Um, and basically, you see the whole first episode is training, like in 1942, like in the forts and stuff like that. And he's already got kind of uh, he's sort of like the person that people are gravitating to towards a little bit. Like he's very good in the field. Um, and then the second episode, you see them. They're flying into Normandy and they're going to parachute behind the enemy behind the enemy lines. Right. And it's just chaos. This huge fiasco thing. Right. We're like, you know, there there's uh, anti-aircraft guns that are shooting airplanes down and people are parachuting out and they're losing equipment and they're getting separated and everything. So so Winters lands and then finds out. His commanding officer of his platoon died in one of the planes that went down. So as soon as he lands, he's commanding officer and has to assume command of the entire platoon. Right now and then, like and so everybody's scattered around everywhere. And so he's finding other troops that are like, like, hey, who are you? What company are you in? And then you're finding it like that. He's not even one of the one of their guys. And he's like, all right, come on, you're with me until we can find your company. And he kind of like wrangles everybody together. And then you just see over the course of the rest of the show that like he's this guy that like everybody just kind of gravitates towards. And he's this like incredible leader that keeps getting like more and more responsibility as the show goes on. And it's just like one of one of the most like powerful moments of the entire series to me is that is that bit. I love that bit. Speechless, all of you, <laughs> it sounds cool
1: now. I've I've watched it in a while, so a lot of it I recall. I never finished mm. uh, the series. It was just a very uh, what you call it. Uh, traumatic it is I'm, yeah I'm, yeah
0: no i know it's, just, it's it's so stressful the thought of that yeah that like for one thing i'm jumping out of a plane and that's hardly the most dangerous thing i'm doing that at that moment <laughs> right yeah. you know what i mean but like the moment you land suddenly you have this entire responsibility of like everybody else's well-being and execution of the mission and like completely thrust upon you mm-hmm. and like, and the fact that he takes it and like, and absolutely runs with the ball is, is amazing. Um, yeah, it's a good series, so I can't recommend it enough. It's awesome. So do you guys have any more on your list that you want to get out really quickly before, before we start closing up?
1: I'm surprised Frank doesn't have anybody. I you say King Arthur's King Arthur. Yeah. But the reason why I bring him up because, um, once a Future King, how he paints what type of leader he was. Woo. hmm He wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't, no, He wasn't nice. And I no. never saw him in that aspect of it, but I guess I can as far as what would encompass that time frame. I'm not gonna spoil it by saying what why I think that's the case, but King Arthur in that series and Once a Future King is not the King Arthur you are no. led to believe. No.
3: I think I, you know if we're talking. The only one that I think we didn't really talk about that I thought probably deserved to mention was Robin slash Nightwing,
4: Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm.
3: I think about or I the think Titans. about the fact that yeah, New Teen Titans, and the idea that um, and you know, we talked about the Young Justice one, but I, I think the one in, in I don't think he gets enough credit for being you know that with as, as as immensely powerful as some of those characters are around him in that book, um. There isn't so much a, like, um, you know, he doesn't actually, like, how do I put this? He doesn't, there's not, a, like, an assumption that he's the leader, but yet how yet, and however, he is the leader. Like, he's the one that knows stuff, and he's the one that basically puts them in motion. Again, he's another one, like, when they had the crossover between um, X-Men and Teen Titans, and he met Cyclops, I'm like, I think they would get along. <laughs> yeah. I think they would, mm. I think they both would get along really well and they would both be able to click, you know, like compare notes about, you know, again, how, how to work things out on the battlefield. You know, who's, what's, who's got the strengths, who's got, you know, who, you know, who to utilize here. I think that for them would be a lot of really cool shorthand. And right. unlike, but the thing, cause and the other thing is about, unlike Cyclops, I think, you know, Robin has been demonstrated over the years that, that, that Wally West is his best friend from when they were kids. And I don't really think that Cyclops has that component. Like, I think he's definitely the more detached leader. And I would kind of like the idea of like the fact that the two of them could be friends would be good for Cyclops, even though they've only <laughs> met once. <laughs> right. So, right. but I think, but I think there would be a camaraderie and a, and a shared sort of like, Jesus, no one understands the pressure like you do.
0: Right. You know, on top of also, I think they could both relate to having a very, very stern, yeah, overbearing father figure on, voice in their ear
3: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i think the two of them would get along swimmingly i'd read that but that was one of, <laughs> but that was one of the ones i thought like thought of like i thought you know uh dick grayson doesn't get enough you know again we've talked about it in different episodes the idea that dick grayson um while not being batman is better at being a superhero than he is you know he's a much more well-rounded person like he doesn't just like you know even though he has the same tragic sort of origin um you know thankfully he had Bruce to show him you know how to get through all that and to channel that into something better but at the same time he doesn't have the same you know you know I could see Dick Grayson obviously having a life outside of just being Nightwing at this point so sure
0: yeah he's he's Bruce's greatest success mm-hmm. I always say yeah. you know, Um
3: yeah, but yeah, as a leader, I think that Robin's definitely one, of, or Nightwing is definitely one of the ones that should get, you know, a much better like in the echelon of like those that character. I think he definitely needs to get get a get a mention.
0: Right. All right. So we're gonna start closing out. We'll we'll finish up in in the same fashion we did for the Rogue episodes because I think it applies really well here. So who's somebody who hasn't worn the leadership hat that you think would be a good fit? Um, but first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a review. Finally, if you have any ideas for a topic for the show, you can send them our way on Twitter or in the comments Our Twitter handle is our show's initials. L M K H I I. All right. Who wants to go first?
4: I have two. Okay. Spider-Man or Dr. Doom. <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay. Who do you want to start
1: with? Well, let's say doom. Okay. Brilliant tactician Gets stuff done no matter what uh, Is able to manipulate people in the worst way Possible or best way, depending on how you look at it um, It's only fitting Even though he, he'd still be superior by Lending his talents In that accord and probably get more done He should have led the frightful four In my opinion
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Doom needs <laughs> no one yeah. That's the
1: problem yeah, but yet Doom he, needs no one. But yet, however, he's always using people. If it's the true, the Molecule Man or whomever, uh, he's always using people. And then there's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Works well with everybody on the planet. Yep, um, is able to assess a situation. He just doesn't know how to make his voice heard. If he know how to make his voice heard, perfect leader cares about everybody. Well, I think I just think it's. He was, he was
3: my choice. I, th- I would have gone with Spider-Man. Just the idea that we talked about so many times, Tommy, the fact that, you know, I, I think we talked about the idea that um, when they're having that moment in every big crossover where it's the big brains in the room, you know, I just want Spider-Man to swing by once and be like, oh, actually, this is what you should do here because the science works better this way. Because I think he should be part of the conversation and no one ever wants to play him that way. They just wanted. Instead, they wanted to be comic relief, and then you know, go be Spider Man. Yeah. When you know, mm-hmm. Peter's Peter's. You know, they've demonstrated various. Be
0: awkward. Yeah, just be awkward. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what they need. Yeah, as opposed to the fact that no, Peter's got a background in science and is actually quite intelligent. Um, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be a part of the conversation. And I want everyone to stare at him like in you know with their mouths agape. He's like, what? I know things. I'm not an idiot. Oh man. You know, I've I've been. <laughs> I've only saved the world about 9 billion times. Yeah. And, I, and again, like Tommy was saying, I know everyone in the, in, the, in the known
1: universe, practically. Yes. I just thought about two teams that I, I should have asked you guys, who do you think the leader was? You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Avatar. Last Airbender. Who's the leader? Qatar. Who? <laughs> I told you, Qatar. <laughs> really? Yeah. Not
4: Sokka? No. Ah. Okay. Interesting.
1: How about Thundercats?
4: Snarf. Now nah, 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 you're making a joke out of the question.
1: I know, I know who's the de facto leader, but he's always being told what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. I say Panther. Panther or Tiger? Yeah, I can say Panther, mm-hmm. but definitely not Lionel I can see that. I saw. I forgot about that. Totally, I meant to ask <laughs> you those questions That's it. I'm good.
0: So, Spider Man, your pick also, Frank?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't. You know, as
3: much as I like the idea of of Peter starting out as an awkward teenager, and then you know we discussed not having any friends except for his aunt and uncle, and then getting powers and then messing up incredibly bad and learning from it, um, he shouldn't always have to be reverted to you know the 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 loser. (laughs) Like I'm perfectly fine Mm -hmm. with him losing on occasion, but I've also seen Peter take out a a Herald of Galactus on his own. (laughs) Like uh, I've seen I've, I've seen Peter take on um, a living embodiment of despair on his own. Um, I've seen, you know, there's I've seen Peter save uh, uh, the the multiverse of Spider-Man on his own. Like, there's so many instances of like he's not that character anymore, and they need to accept the fact that he's moved on and let him move on and be something more than that. So I think I think Peter could lead a team easily.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, Spider-Man is my choice.
4: Okay, cool.
0: Clifton, what about you?
2: I might go back to X-Men and I would say, I think it'd be interesting to see Colossus as a leader Mm. at some point. Um, The reasons I think are one, he's, he possibly believes the mission the most out of all of them. Yeah. And he is the most compassionate out of all of them and the most loyal to all of them. So I think he would be somebody who had everybody's interests Mm. in mind. I don't know how that would work as a leader. I'd want to see it, though. I would like to see how that played out in, in their mission. I do you think it would be an interesting? Because he especially he is kind of like the gentle giant, but, yeah. but he's the steadfast soldier, too. I'd just kind of be interested to see how his compassion would, would translate to, the, to leading that mission.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you, Clifton. But it's also one of the things where I think his role is different, and mm-hmm. we haven't got to what his role is just yet right. in these in in these team dynamics. Yeah, because I have thoughts on Colossus. I love the idea of
0: Colossus as a leader, but I also have thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I I have two also that I was thinking about. I, one was the thing. Um. Mm-hmm that I think would be that that I thought of weirdly. I thought also that Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon there, but the difference I thought was like, like Wolverine feels like you would break stuff to me. I think, I think thing would do a good job actually. And Mm -hmm. I, I I think there would be a learning curve with him because I think he would be, I think there wouldn't be a confidence there to do things enough his own way. I think he Mm -hmm. would want to do, I think he would want to lead the way other people have done it. Right. You know, almost almost to a fault, I think. But I think once he finds sort of like the synergy of like, this is this is the by the books this is the way that like this is the way Reed did things and it works. But this is also like this is how I do things. I think uh, I think he'd be a good leader. And the other one, too, that I think that doesn't really show up as much as Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. I think Wonder Woman as a field commander just makes a ton of sense.
3: You know, she's got, she's got, (laughs) there's been instances, instances where they've let her like lead a justice league team. It's like when they're you know the justice league is at odds about stuff. She'll get a team for a while. Or like when they, they rebooted um, justice league dark,
0: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: there was a point where she was the leader of the group.
0: She seems to me much more of a natural leader than, than Batman or Superman for that team.
3: It makes a lot. I mean, she's the only one. Well, I, I mean, she's probably, I mean, she's definitely been. You know, I mean, Batman probably has studied it, but she's probably the one that's at least um, seen
0: more of it in action
3: with the Amazons. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think um, that would make more sense. But she's a symbol also, too, which I like too, and I, I, mm-hmm. if, I think, I think she's a little bit of both of them in in one body. Yeah, and so like both of their skill sets a little bit. Um. So yeah. So you know, those those are my two picks. Um Ah. Uh, Man, another one of these archetype series went by and we didn't talk about Ninja Turtles. Breaks my heart. Mm. Anyway, though, so uh, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmenowhowitis.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media. And we'll see you guys next time.